Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. John and Noel would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change, the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th. On this week's episode of the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast, we're going to talk about signs that you want to change careers. So, Noelle, both of us have changed careers. Yes, I thought this was a great topic. Yeah. It's also very, uh, today, there, there's just so many going through this. I think so. I think the way that we work and the way that we think about work and the way that we think about our occupations in life are changing drastically. What have you yeah. seen in yeah, well, your just, lifetime? Yeah, I know the um, the kind of old uh, school or the, uh, our, you know, the, the generation that um, – that our parents are from, it was about education. It was about picking um, a safe, uh, a sustainable career. And then once you're on that path, um, you know, it's kind of hard to leave. I think today with the internet and um, just just so many choices out there, um, it, it, people have options now. So there are people who change careers all the time. There are people who have multiple careers. Uh, this idea of a side hustle is is like a real thing now. So I just think that it's um, this this idea of being a, your career being a singular path is is no longer there. I think too another thing that's really happened that's inspired you know all of this change and movement is that the stable safe paths aren't really stable and safe anymore. Right. Yeah, the world is changing. The world is changing. So if someone is listening and they're driving to work or they're at work or, you know, they're on their way home from work and they want to identify how they know if they're ready for a change, what would you say are, I have a list of three. So you come up with three too. What, how would someone know that they're ready for a change? Um, one, I, I think because it happened to me, if it just whatever you're doing doesn't ring true to you, uh, it's a feeling. Um, it's, it just it doesn't feel honest to you. And I mean this in kind of a macro way, because, you know, of course, it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be days that, you know, you, you don't like it, or, you know, you, you're not going to be dying to go to work every day. But if generally, if you if it just doesn't feel real, if it doesn't feel honest, um, that would be that would be my one. Yeah. So I have one that would similar to that. And it's the word dread. Yeah. 
that if you experience a sense of dread when you're waking up in the morning that you just don't want to go, that you're maybe using all of your sick days really quickly and you're just experiencing this sense of like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah, more more days of dread than than not. <laughs> yeah. What's another one? For um, me, would... it's low energy. Mm. Yeah. But how do you know if it's low energy because you're not taking care of yourself or because it's uh, what, because of what you do? That's a really good question. And I you know, I think that might be part of the analysis is am I feeling low energy because I've been out drinking every single night this week and I'm cranky and I don't feel good versus, you know, maybe it's time to change jobs. So go through the checklist. You know, if you're starting to experience low energy at work, first turn to your health, go back to all of your systems, your wellness systems, and then check in a couple weeks later. Um, number two for me would be if the environment, um, doesn't promote uh your potential so there's a ceiling so you feel locked or trapped um when i was working in a lot of these residential treatment centers um, there were a few that uh there were just so many um rules and got i mean i had to like check out to go to the restroom so i had to write my name and then when i came back i had to check back in like that kind of stuff where i felt um so trapped that going into work was like going into a prison I think that's really important that the environment that you work in is congruent with how you are set up to be at your best as a human. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that's important today. And this is also what's changing in the workspace. I think before it was, um, generally speaking, companies were, were just kind of run by fear, you know, the iron fist. And today, especially with a lot of young entrepreneurs, um, that that has definitely changed. That's something that was kind of the writing on the wall for me when I made my huge career change. I had worked in an administrative position at a university for 10 years, and I had a lot of freedom in my job. I had a lot of room to be in charge, to design my Mm. schedule, and then there was a change in leadership, and all of a sudden, things that were kind of insane, like a shoe policy came flying down the pike. And I was like, right. Oh, I'm not right. going to be able to exist in this environment. Yeah. So how do you know? I mean, what if you're doing something that you like and you enjoy, so you don't necessarily want to change careers, but your current workspace uh, is toxic or promoting you from, you know, thriving? I think that you should always be looking around to understand what you're capable of, where you can go, where you might be able to do. And things like that, you know, lead, they're not necessarily bad or nefarious. They, They lead to different kinds of conversations. It's good to dream. It's good to kind of chart your path and your what's next and what's a lateral move and what's a move that I never thought of before and, you know, what's out there even. Um... I like to look at AngelList. AngelList is an entrepreneurial website that lists all of the different startup jobs. And I do it not because I'm looking for another job, obviously, I'm kind of tied to this one, but um, I do it to see what other startups are doing, what their positions are, what's out there in the field, who is in our space, who's hiring, how much they're hiring for, and just to kind of orient myself. And 
one day when I was going through, I saw um, that the three-day rule was just acquired by Match.com. For you guys that don't know, Match.com is an online relationship site and the three-day rule is a matchmaking service. So those two paired up and I thought, oh, how interesting. So I clicked on it and it turns out that they were hiring professional matchmakers. And I said, wow, you know, that's my dream job. And so I fired <laughs> off an email just and just was really complimentary and said, hey guys, you know, I'm actually not looking for a job, but I freaking love what you're doing. This is my dream job. And oh, by the way, I'm Noelle. I have coaches. I have a coaching company. This is what we do. And lo and behold, maybe three or four days later, the CEO uh, and president of the company wrote back to me and said, Noelle, mm. your email was passed along. What you do is really interesting with coaching. Let's talk. So that actually um, reminded me that in today's world, whether you're using email or DMs or whatever, that you could actually reach people. And I think it's the first time ever that we have that kind of uh, accessibility and uh, you should, everyone should take advantage of that. So for me, with what I do, um, I've DM'd so many people. And of course, you know, a lot of people aren't going to get back to you. But there are other people uh, like Neil Strauss and a bunch of other people that I've had dinners with or have now started relationships with um, that they they actually respond. And then suddenly there's, you could form like an authentic relationship, you know. So that's, I think that's, that's a, a game changer today. I think, and that's where we're kind of falling into um, the part of the topic with, you know, what to do about it. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling freaked out, if you're feeling like you're not in the right place, start looking around for what in the world inspires you and check in with those people and be super honest. Hey, I love your work. Mm -hmm. I want to be you in 10 years from now. Can I buy an hour of your time? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I hear how you got from point A to point B? Can I learn from you? And a lot of times folks are super willing to have that conversation. Perhaps not folks who are public figures, but everyday folks out there in the universe are flattered and really happy to share their story, and then they'll have you in mind, and that might open doors down the line. Yeah, I like the way you positioned that because it's not contacting them and saying, um, what can you do for me, or, I, or can you do this for me, because I would probably turn them off. It's more about uh, um, genuinely being honest, and if, you, if you're a fan of them or their work or how they run a company, um, asking for you know mentorship, asking for tips and advice. I think that's the way to do it. Not like, uh, can I have this? Can you do this for me? Can you make calls for me? You know? Yeah. And, and I found that the piece on relationship building is so important when you're out there trying to pivot in the world, whether you're looking to change careers, build partnerships, move to a different state. I saw one of our coaches post the other day in our Facebook group, hey, I don't know anybody in this city, but I'm driving through and I really need a couch to sleep on. Does anybody have a friend or a couch or a friend right. of a friend? Because she trusts our network of coaches. Yeah, being part of a community. Uh, that's another th game changer today. Uh, you know, whatever you're passionate about. I know when I was screenwriting and even when I was a therapist um, and working in various treatment centers, uh, I felt very alone because I wasn't a part of a community. And now today, you know, with the internet, you, you can be a part of a community that's, you know, worldwide and you don't have to 
actually even go anywhere. So I think that that's also a really good way into uh, different options and what's out there and what other people are doing. Yeah. I have another one and it's kind of dual. It's both uh, how you know you need to make a change and then also a starting point to get there. Hmm. And and this is, it's definitely career, but it's a really great internal signal for any kind of change that you need to make. If you find yourself feeling jealous. Mm, oh, I like that. Jealous yeah. of, of what other people are doing. Of what other people are doing, what other people um, have, have access to, you know, their relationships, their friends, their experiences. Yeah. You know, if somebody has a really cool job and you feel freaking jealous, that's a good check-in. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, instead of um, continuing to uh, feel jealous and then executing jealous behavior, <laughs> um, yeah. go go start start you know go find your what's going to make you fulfilled and happy. Jealousy is a signal, and then I would say to the person experiencing jealousy, okay, so what specifically are you jealous of? Is it the freedom to travel? Is it the salary? Is it the work environment? Is it the intellectual interest? And, and then you start gathering data and you can externalize the problem. So you're not internalizing it and beating yourself up and saying, I am stuck. I am deficient. You can take that, turn it around and make good work out of it and say, okay, well, what specifically is the thing that's really getting me right now and start to use that as a template to move forward? Yeah. Um, one I'm going to say, or maybe it'll be my third one is, and I, I know this is kind of vague, but does it line up with your true North? Does it line up with, uh, where you want to go? I like the idea of pulling back and, um, maybe like annually just doing a, a check-in and a review as far as, you know, your 30,000 foot view. Um, I, I do believe at the same time that we have different purposes and, and it's not just like one that we have, you know? Uh, but at the time that you're, um, you're in the job, it, you know, it, does it, does it line up with, with where you want to go and what you want to do? And I think if it doesn't, then maybe you're in it for the wrong reason. So maybe it feels safe. Maybe, you know, there's vacations or maybe you have, uh, um, health benefits or whatever. Um, but I don't know if those are worth, uh, feeling dread and grinding and, and not liking your career. Yeah. And, you know, feeling inspired by what you do is such a game changer. I was having this conversation with my mom. Uh, my parents are routinely freaked out by my existence. And, you know, I, I come from a very, very um, long line of Catholic guilt, shame and fear. So we're working on those intergenerational mm. <laughs> systems. Wait, don't you, also, don't you also come from, um, uh, especially being on the East Coast, um, um, school and academia, all that being all kind that. of the road. Yeah. All of it's, the safe, secure yeah. path, you know, right. you work hard and suffer. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so all of that for sure. But, it, you know, it comes from a loving place. And, and you know, my, my parents always say to me, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, what are you going to do? And and on one hand, I'm kind of like, well, it's a little late for that. Um, and then on the other hand, that's a great question. And so I said to my mom, you know, if for whatever reason, there were such a time when I was not doing this job anymore, I would look around and figure out what 
problem I wanted to solve in the world. And I would show up and offer help and start working on it because there Mm. are so many smart people out there solving problems in the world and we all need help. When smart people come to me and want to help work on, you know, our project of building community, of creating job pipelines, of training coaches, I'm like, oh, hell yes. Give me your brain. Tell me what you see. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your perspective. And I can imagine that there are so many other leaders um, working on projects that really could use the help and really could use smart minds and could use an extra set of hands. And if you stick with something long enough, you'll naturally rise to the top of your field. Sure, absolutely. And I I think that um, if you are in a career that you're kind of done, you're tapped out, you're frustrated, um, it doesn't mean to just completely quit, especially if you have, you know, responsibilities or debt or children or whatever. Uh, That's not realistic for a lot of people. So I think it's about starting to do uh, feed something else that's going to grow and creating a bridge. And And I think today the the whole side hustle i think that's why it's it's so important i think everyone should do it even if it's just for fun because you're going to learn and um you're going to you know you may build something else you may uh, uh uh find a different passion or it may line up with everything you're doing now but it just gives you more freedom um i just i just love that today especially with the internet and and the culture that we live in um, that you can do many things and it's okay. You can spend many plates. You don't have to just have that one job. Yes, that's, uh, it's super true. And that's a great way to put your feet in the water. And I would also add that if you are thinking about a career change and you're scared and you need some accountability to put one foot in front of the other, hiring a coach is a yeah. great place to start. And I wanted to pull the wool back a little bit here because we've all heard about career coaches. Career coaches don't have a magic wand. (laughs) No one has a magic wand. And I think that there's an expectation when you sit down with a coach that folks are just like, oh, just tell me what to do. A coach will always assume that the client is the one who actually knows what's inside of them. And so the job of a coach in the scenario of sourcing careers is to hold you accountable for your own growth and discovery. Because most of the time, without that level of accountability, none of us actually make moves. Yeah, I think um, the whole having a coach help you with your internal positioning, your mindsets, um, processing some of your fears, finding out your whys, I think all of that is, is so much more important than just having, you know, um, a, a to-do list or uh, a, a, a series of steps that you have to take because, you know, what works for someone may not work for you. Yeah. And you have to, you know, shore up the foundation. You have to tune up yourself whenever you're getting ready to go. You know, think about folks who run marathons or climb mountains. They don't just wake up one day and say, oh, okay, it's time to run the marathon or climb that mountain. It takes preparation. It takes planning. It takes training. It takes studying the maps and, you know, doing the sprints and figuring out what you need to do to build endurance. And when you're thinking about a career change, it's that same kind of preparation, thought, and um, benchmarking that needs to go into yeah. it. Yeah, and I just want to mention, because I have a lot of clients who, uh, especially in the law field, they're lawyers, and they've spent so much of their life um, studying, taking exams, building this law career, and then they find themselves, um, I don't know, maybe mid-30s, early 40s, they're just not happy, 
And it's okay if you spent a long time uh, in a career because uh, there's also a lot of guilt and shame. And because of that, they end up not doing anything. Uh, I think it's okay to change your career at any time in your life. I mean, that's what I did. I, I went from in my mid thirties, I went from being a screenwriter to being a therapist, <laughs> like completely, you know, I swung the other way. Um, and then that opened up a new path and new doors and all that. And, and um, I still write, it's different, but uh, I, I just want people to know that it's okay if you are, uh, in your, I don't know, mid-30s or 40s, or you have a, a very secure life, um, but you're constantly thinking about this other thing that you're passionate about, that it's okay to start feeding that. Or even 50s or 60s. Yeah. My dad was always really disappointed that I dropped out of law school. And the reason that he's disappointed that I dropped out of law school is because it's what he always wanted right. to do. Right, and so course. I made a deal with him and I said, hey, man, if you go back to law school, I'll study for the bar and take it with you. <laughs> and- <laughs> he was like, fuck that. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, it was his dream and he wanted it for me. And when he retired, I was looking at this man who has boundless energy. He still surfs every morning. He has so many different interests. And I said, go for it, dad. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, you're completely right. Um, 50s, 60s, even 70s today. uh, It's so different than, you know, um, back in the day. So you could do anything. And um, if you are feeling dread, if you are feeling trapped, if you are feeling invisible in what you're doing, maybe it's time to um, start reevaluating. Yeah, I want to shout out to Eleanor, one of our coaches. I will never Mm -hmm. forget my first phone call with her. We got on the phone. And she was a badass. And she's in her 70s. And she went to college early in life and then life happened and she had her family and the years rolled on and she wanted to go back to school and she realized that all of her credits expired and so she had to start from the very beginning in her late 40s through her 50s and it took her 12 years to work her way all the way through an associate's through a bachelor's through a master's through a phd and then the crowning achievement is her life coaching certification Oh, I love it. What a great right? story. Yeah. Right. Oh, so cool. Guys, we it's, love it's, her. it's never too late uh, to do something new. Nope. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Noelle, for the chat. Be well. Take care. Mm-hmm. John and Noelle would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th.